0: Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. Bigpodcast.com is the website, and that is the place to go if you want to grow your audience. Make more money with your podcast. Make people care about your podcast. I got it all for you. Bigpodcast.com, including a weekly newsletter. It is free. It is called Big Podcast Insider. And In this episode, it's the audio edition of Big Podcast Insider For links of everything that I'm talking about, this is the URL to go to, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Have you already forgotten it? Don't worry. I'm going to mention it about 100 times during this episode. (laughs) Hey, quick note. I'm experimenting with my mic setup now. I put a cloud lifter on this mic just to see what I could do as far as driving it a little bit better. I've got a BP-40 by Audio-Technica. It's a great mic. But the amp that I'm going into, I realized that I was just running it hard, man. So I thought I'd put a lifter on it. I'd never thought about that. Arguably, it's a pretty hot mic. I don't necessarily need to do that, but here we are. So if you like it, you don't like it, let me know, whatever. I'm working on it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, fast forward 30 seconds. But if you're curious about what I'm doing, I'm talking into the AT-BP40. It's a broadcast mic. It's like an RE20 SM7B, but it's made by Audio-Technica. It goes into a DBX 286S. In between that right now, I've got a cloud lifter. That signal goes to the focus right. Then it goes into a Mac and I'm recording on Audacity. So with that said, if you're thinking, hey, David sounds great, that's how I did it. You know to maybe look at that setup or if you're thinking, David sounds like balls, you know to avoid that setup. This episode, it is about the email edition of Big Podcast Insider. This is a secret that all podcasters know. And if you've had a podcast for, I don't know, a week or two, definitely any longer than that, you know this secret. When you publish a podcast, your email address is in the RSS feed. And when the email is in your RSS feed and exposed like that, it is very easy for people to look at the feed and scrape it. They get the email address and they send you all sorts of podcast info. They send you sales pitches. They will send you guest pitches. I got a few feeds out there for different podcasts that I'm involved with. And it's very common for me to get the exact same pitch from multiple podcasts. I've heard many podcasters say this, put them on podcast, start having people reach out to me. Well, it's probably spam. It can be thrilling at the beginning. And that's what these guys are trying to go for. They're trying to go for the people that don't know any better. They blanket everything. And it's a numbers game. They can send 10, 20,000 emails out at a time somebody's going to respond to that because some people, maybe you, please not you. They'll take anything they can get as far as guests. Don't do it. A real guest is going to approach you individually. They're not going to do it via a form email. They're going to say something about your podcast. They're going to say, hey, I've listened to this episode. It's not going to use the full title of the podcast. For example, Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. That's a surefire way when I get an email for that. Usually, if somebody emails me about this podcast and it's a legit email, they'll say Big Podcast, which isn't the name, but it's close enough, or Build a Big Podcast. The other is just the subtitle, but they're obviously scraping something, and that's fine. People do whatever they do. They've got their business. You got yours, and I'm trying to help you work with yours. You're getting the sales pitches. You're getting guest pitches. You're getting general spam. You could ignore everything, and that is what a lot of podcasters do, but the problem is, There are also really great guests looking for you. There are also people who want you to be a guest on their podcast. And maybe your website isn't set up where people can easily email you or they can't find you on social media or you don't respond to social media messages. I've got a lot of ways to get in touch with me. DMs, texting, multiple phone numbers, multiple email addresses, carrier pigeon, smoke signals, flying a plane over my house, with a big banner behind it. There are a lot of ways to try to get in touch with me, but I'm not gonna see all of them. You're probably the same way. And I think because we have so many people reaching out to us via email, that's the easiest way, at least as far as scraping everything and just blanketing all the podcasters that you can with your same message. We tend to ignore those messages, but don't. I have ways that I'm gonna talk about in this episode about how you can handle your email a lot better than simply ignoring it, or then simply going through every single interruption that you have, because that's what email can be. If you're minding your own business, you're trying to get to the important stuff, and you've got five generic pitches that you've got to deal with, delete, 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 that's tough. Even if it takes you a minute or two to go through those things, that time adds up because of the volume that these guys are trying to get in touch with you via your email. Also in this issue of Big Podcast Insider, I have the Complete Guide to Influencer Marketing, That's going to help you position yourself as an influencer yourself, as well as hire other influencers to promote what you are doing. In addition to that, I've got some important YouTube information that I did not include in the last edition of Big Podcast Insider. The previous issue, that was all about YouTube. And if you're interested in YouTube and podcasting, because YouTube has made some big moves when it comes to podcasting, go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You can search for previous issues, every single one since issue one, It is up there, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let's start here, the complete guide to influencer marketing. Who doesn't want to be an influencer or have more influence? (laughs) You know, funny story. For years, I had a podcast called Red Podcast. If you look at the artwork, it says the marketing podcast for experts. That was not the original name. The original name was the marketing podcast for influencers, people who have influence on other people, meaning authors, podcasters, musicians. The word influencer got hijacked. We think of somebody like Kim Kardashian, somebody with an Instagram account. Oh great, influencers, buy, buy, buy. That's what they do, they influence you to buy stuff. Arguably they're influencing trends, jewelry, hairstyles, clothing, whatever. But mainly when we think of influencers, in this context, we are looking to sell something through an influencer. Is that a good way for somebody to find out about your podcast? Yeah. Being endorsed by somebody with a lot of clout and followers can be a great boost to what you're doing. Here's an issue that you want to think about, though. If you're going to go in that direction, though, here's something you need to think about. You have to be ready to take advantage of that boost to transition that person's audience to your audience. Are you ready to sell them whatever it is they're endorsing? For example, let's say Kim Kardashian wears a big podcast t-shirt. People say, oh, man, that big podcast logo. I love it. I want one too. Am I ready for that? I could be. Print on demand makes that easy, but I don't have the links right now. You've got to think about that when you're working with these guys, when you're hiring them. Are you ready to transition their audience to your audience? This guide that I'm linking to, it is helpful for a couple of reasons. One, it's going to help you to be successful with influencers that you hire for your marketing. It's things to think about. It's things to think about when you're choosing somebody to endorse you. It is things to think about how are you going to take advantage of that endorsement? The things like I'm saying, is it easy to take money? Is it easy to ship or otherwise deliver what you need to ship and deliver? These are all things you need to think about before you go into this with your podcast marketing. But maybe even more importantly for you as a podcast host or being involved with a podcast host, how can you position the podcast that you work with to be an influencer? Meaning you or the people that you're working with How can you make yourself where people want to hire you to promote their brands? It's a great guide. It's the complete guide to influencer marketing. I have it linked. It is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Take a look at it and set yourself up to win. Let's get into the email portion of this. This is a disciplined way to deal with email. And I've got the link. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I'm calling this a tool, but it's really a strategy. Basically, it's a personal policy that all email responses, regardless of who the recipient is or the subject, will be three sentences or less. So let's say I email you and I've got this pitch. I want to get this guy booked on your podcast. I love your podcast. What are you going to do? You're going to think, yes, I want this guy. No, I don't. If you're going to respond, how do you do it in three sentences or less? That's the strategy. Think about how much time that's going to save you if you can communicate that message effectively. I was talking to a great podcaster earlier today, Joe Saul Cihai. He's got a podcast called Stacking Benjamins. (laughs) This is a pretty funny story and you'll connect to it because we've all done this. He had somebody who didn't like the transition of his podcast from one format to another. And she writes him and she says, Joe, your podcast sucks or whatever it is. And he said... I responded to her with a 3,000-word email explaining why I had made those changes and giving the rundown point by point. (laughs) A 3,000-word email is very difficult to get somebody to respond to. It's very difficult to get somebody to read. That's one of the reasons the newer books that I'm coming out with, I want this stuff consumed. I went from the long book, 93,000 words, to a shorter book. When you give people too much information, you've seen this happen with choice. A confused mind always says no. An overwhelmed mind says no as well. When I was taking the ACT or the SAT, I took them both. I can't remember which one, but there was one of them where if you didn't know the answer, it was better for you to guess. And the other one, it was better for you if you didn't know the answer to leave it blank. And if I saw something that was completely overwhelming to me, some kind of crazy math problem or something with a lot of reading, and I didn't have a lot of time, B move on, or I'd skip it, move on. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this when I'm probably gonna get it wrong. It's not worth the time. And that's how most people are. We do that normally. So think about the strategy like this. It may be a more effective way for you to get people to either read your email in the first place or read the response that you were sending. Speaking of the Joe Saul Seahigh interview that I just did, and that's coming up in the next few episodes of this podcast. He talked about pitching his book And the book pitch, it's a Hardy Boys mystery meets the Cub Scout manual, meaning he's got something that people don't know the outcome for. It's a mystery, which in his case is financial literacy. And a Cub Scout manual, it's gotten you one, two, three, four, step-by-step to get the next rank of Cub Scouts. And people who know that, they know how scouting works, they get the pitch, mystery procedure manual. I told him the story of Miami Vice and how that was pitched. Do you remember Miami Vice? Crockett and Tubbs? Here was the pitch. MTV Cops. If you think about that, it's perfect. It was these hipster vice cops. They were solving drug crimes. And half the show, it's music. Women in bikinis. Flamingos. Other things that you think about when you think about Miami. It wasn't a complicated 3,000, 10,000, 20,000 word pitch or big treatment where you knew everything that was going to happen. MTV cops. It was you selling the vision. So consider that when you're trying to pitch people, it's going to work in your email as well. I've got the links, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I got two more email strategies. You're going to love these. One of them is how to deal with your day-to-day email. The one after that, this is how I deal with all that podcast spam that I talked about. Either one of these, it's going to save you time. It's going to save you your sanity. The first one is called mailman. And this is a tool for you to take control of your email box. Mailman basically is a gatekeeper. If you think about the postal service that you have that comes to your home every day, when you have a letter, there's nothing there until the mailman comes and drops it off. The mailman program does the same thing for your email. Basically what it does is it collects your email at the post office and then drops it off 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m., however often you want it. But it's not one of these things where it's like ding, ding, ding every five minutes, every three minutes. What have you got your email set for? You keep getting email upon email upon email. It batches these emails up and gives you one, two, three, five deliveries a day, however many deliveries you want. Maybe you want your deliveries once a week. Mailman can do that. And it's very handy when you're just trying to get through the day and take care of all those emails without worrying about what's coming in right now handle that tomorrow people can wait for some reason we've gotten into this thing where instant gratification is expected of email trust me people can wait don't train them for bad behavior let them wait till tomorrow to get your email maybe even next week you're busy you're recording podcasts. you're interviewing people you do not have time to answer emails as they come in so don't stress yourself out here's how this works it controls who can send you emails And it controls when. So for example, if you've got somebody who's constantly spamming you to be on your podcast and you don't want to hear from them and there's no unsubscribe link and you're sick of ignoring them, you don't want to see it anymore. Mailman can make it so you never see that message. And if you want that ding, 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 instant notification for some people, maybe your wife, husband, boss co-host, producer, editor, who knows? You've got VIPs that you can configure. Their emails land instantly. I mentioned the batch delivery. I've got mine delivering three times a day. The screener is great. Again, when you want to cut somebody off, you don't want to hear from them, don't worry about it. Mailman handles that for you. It's got to do not disturb. So you can set a time when no new emails are delivered. You're somebody who likes to take the weekends off. Great. Take the weekends off. No emails are delivered. You don't have to worry about them until Monday. If you want to take control of your email box, Mailman is totally worth a look. I have it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Now, here's the best option for podcasters. This one I love. It is called Paste Email. Paste, P-A-C-E-D. It is the absolute best email for podcasters because what it does is you hook it up to your domain and it will make a dedicated email box that sends you one delivery every day, one delivery every week, or one delivery every month. Anything that is emailed to that box, it gets rolled up into a digest and there's one single email that you receive daily, weekly, or monthly. You can get through them in record times. You're not missing anything that you need to get but you're also not spending a lot of time on these pitches. The exciting entrepreneurs and CEOs and startup founders that all want to be on your podcast. No, just go through them. Ding, ding, ding. Already seen that email. I've seen it five times in this digest. This is going to save you a lot of time. So I want you to check it out. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I do all my podcasts this way. It has been amazing to me because this is how sponsors reach out. They're able to get through while I keep the other guys away, or at least don't spend that much time on them. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I want to go back to YouTube for a second. I mentioned the last issue of Big Podcast Insider was all about YouTube. YouTube is number one for podcasters on Headliner. Do you know Headliner? Headliner is great. Does these audiograms. You've seen them on Instagram. There'll be a clip of a podcast You'll see a waveform. It moves in coordination with your voice. So it's very cool for social media. And this is what Headliner has found in those audiograms. They're getting put up on YouTube. And here's why. One is searchability. Having podcasts on YouTube means that they are indexed on the third most popular search engine in the world. The second thing, they call it serendipity. When one YouTube video ends, another begins. It's like Netflix. You ever finished a Netflix show? Everybody's doing it these days. You finish something, they start another one up. That's how you go there. Oh, just take three or four minutes, watch this YouTube video. Five hours later, you're still watching videos. (laughs) Autoplay on YouTube can give potential listeners a quick exposure to the beginning of your podcast. And that is going to get them over to the full podcast, which in turn is more likely to get them to subscribe to your podcast. So putting this stuff up on YouTube It can be super helpful for that. Also the shareability. One of the great things about YouTube links is they are almost universally shareable and almost any site recognizes them. I've got sites that I work with. If you go to bulletin.bigpodcast.com, you'll see the blog. Here's how that blog works. When I put in a YouTube link, it doesn't just link the YouTube videos. It actually populates the video on the page automatically. So if you've got these YouTube links, You've got a lot of systems that'll do that. Facebook does that. Twitter does that. A lot of emails are doing that. You don't have to click on the link. The video's right there. You click on the video. Shareability is huge when it comes to getting the word out about your podcast, because the easier it is for people to share and the easier it is for people to receive your podcast, that means you've got more people on each end of that, more people sharing, more people receiving. And you got to make this thing as easy as possible, because as you know, not everybody who hears your podcast is going to share your podcast. The other thing they mentioned is showing up. Putting your podcast where your audience is reminds them that you exist. And if they've seen a few of your videos, more and more of them will pop up. My wife is a photographer and she jokes around about this, is that (laughs) she rarely uses YouTube and rarely uses Instagram outside of work. So she's looking at work stuff, makeup ads, maybe she's looking at a model she wants to work with. Everybody's on Instagram, everybody's on YouTube. And the stuff that they send to her is as if she were somebody who was a consumer, not somebody who's working in that industry. That's how this works. She says, man, they must think I buy a lot of makeup. (laughs) But that's how this works. You click on one or two of these things and it gives you more because these sites want you to stay on their site And the easiest way for them to get you to stay on those sites is for them to send you content that is very similar to the content you have already consumed. Give them an inch, they take a mile. You've heard that. That's exactly how they do that. But as a podcaster who's creating content, that's good for you because they're going to do the work for you as far as letting somebody know that you have more to offer or you've got something brand new. That whole study, everything's linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Finally, ending on a funny note, Somebody sent me this video, and this is one of those things kind of like, I don't know, it's funny, but it's not funny. Only because you've experienced it, though. (laughs) You know, a couple years ago, everything was going remote. Churches, they stopped meeting. Offices, we stopped meeting. And everybody went online, many of those people, to Zoom. We started doing meetings that way. A lot of us have experienced this, where things don't always go As planned. So, Saturday Night Live, they did a comedy sketch where they took a church service, they put it on Zoom of all the things that could go wrong. And they do. You're going to get a kick out of it, though, because you've likely either been on Zoom meetings or you've done your podcast via Zoom. And you know how it is somebody's kid is in the background, the dog is in the background, somebody goes to the bathroom during the Zoom call. It happens. We all saw those funny moments. This is a short sketch. You're going to get a kick out of it. It's called Zoom Church. I've linked it at newsletter bigpodcast.com. If you want more information about growing your podcast, that's where to go, bigpodcast.com. This podcast is one of those things. If you go to bigpodcast.com, you can subscribe. It's super easy. I made it really simple. Three buttons. You just need to press one of them. One for Android, one for iPhone, one is an RSS feed, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there. You'll continue to get the audio version of Big Podcast Insider. Also, other great content that I have with successful podcasters, learning from these guys, including the one that I mentioned earlier in this episode with Joe Saul Seahigh. Stacking Benjamins is the podcast. It's a financial podcast. He's going up against the 8,000 bajillion pound gorilla, Dave Ramsey, doing it in a completely different way. He's gotten a book deal because of this. He's on a 40 city tour right now doing live events, selling books. It's a great story. And if you want to find out about how to grow your podcast, become more influential, be one of these influencers. We talked about how that works. Once you do a book, boom, it starts happening for you. You're going to get a lot from this interview. That's coming up, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Speaking of books, I've got a new book coming out, 101 podcast episode templates. Don't be fooled. This is not beginning, middle, end, a template like that. These are very specific templates that you can use either for your episodes or for segments within your podcast. I show you why they work. I'm going to give you examples of where they are working, let you hear them for yourself. The Kindle version, 99 cents right now. So if you're interested in that, 101 podcast episode templates. It's on Amazon right now. Do a search for it. You'll get it for 99 cents. You can get that delivered to your Kindle instantly as soon as it is available under a buck. Believe me, it's going to be worth it for you. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. You subscribed, right? You did it, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Okay, cool. In that case, I'll be back in a few days. I'll see you then on the next episode.